Hello, my name is Mary. And my name is James. And you're listening to the Watch That John podcast. Yeah, you are. This is... What, what episode is this? Is this our fourth episode? Fourth? I think it's five. Five? Nah, nah. We got, uh, we got Creed 3. We have Luca. We have the Super Mario movie. This is our fourth one. Fourth? Okay. Huh. I'll yeah. miscount. We're making waves. Yes, we are. We're making waves. We are making waves. How was your weekend, Mary? But, uh, it's Sunday night. It's, you said that, and I completely blanked. I can't remember what I did this weekend. Oh, I was... um kind of party planning on saturday for the most part because mm. my friend's having a birthday party uh next saturday so just party planning friday i don't know what i was doing on friday everything just like a blur so yeah nothing nothing eventful how was your weekend oh my weekend was good um so my wife eileen she did the oklahoma city memorial 5k so if you didn't know, the Oklahoma City bombing was just always running, always running. Yeah, she did the 5K and she did the uh, the half marathon today. So it was up pretty early. But the Oklahoma City Memorial, this was um, uh, it's a remembrance of the bombing that happened April 19th, 1995, which was the, the largest, um, most deadly terrorist attack pr- prior to 9-11. Um, so Jeez. yeah, now the whole, if you look at the bombings, Wasn't it like kids that didn't they bomb like a school, like an elementary school or something crazy? Yeah. Like they bombed the federal building down, downtown Oklahoma city. And it was right in front of a, okay. a, uh, a daycare. So a lot of kids wow. passed away too. That a daycare. People are evil, dude. So we're talking toddlers. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Um, I think from toddlers to Just burn it down to old folks. Yeah, no, it's uh yeah, the earth need the earth need to go. Yeah. They're doing stuff like that. Yeah. But um but no, they they made something beautiful out of it. So the the memorial was is two days long, you know, like it's the largest race in Oklahoma. There's thousands of people who show up. There's people who've done it like the past every year for like the past twenty three years they started to run. You know, it's a good fundraiser and they get people together. Um so yeah, this is Eileen's second time doing it. And she did that. Oh wow! She, this is the second time she did it. Mm-hmm. Yep, she did it last year. She might as well just run the whole globe. Like she's trying to. I'm proud of her. <laughs> she make it seem so casual. Like, oh yeah, I just ran a 5k. Like what? I'm out of breath walking up steps. I know. She she um didn't even practice for this one. She did the 5k Saturday, did it. and then she's like, oh, I'm doing a half marathon, and she did that today, just like that. Yep. She's knocked out on the couch recovering, but yep, she did it. Not as beast mode. Yep, yeah. But uh, anyway, guys, the movie we are reviewing today is a movie we hinted at before in a previous episodes. If you're a true blue listener, you know exactly what we're talking about. Yes, you do. But that's that's unfair. We don't even know what we'd be talking about. <laughs> but uh, the movie we're doing, we're reviewing today is Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Try to say that five times fast. One, two, three. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. We're pretty good at it. We're pretty good at it. I know. Now say it backwards. <laughs> Once at all, everywhere, everything. <laughs> I could not do it. I'm not ever going to attempt to do it. The only reason I can do it is because I have the name written out in front of me, so I'm just reading it. Mm. But, mm. You know, it's funny when you get um, pulled over for drunk driving and the police tell you to recite the alphabet backwards, they will think I'm twisted because I don't know how to do that sober at all. Yo, I was uh, testing my new audio setup and I had my electric mm. guitar, so I was playing and mm. I was singing the alphabet forward. And I was messing mm-hmm. up at the ABC. <laughs> so I get it. 
I get it. And you have how many degrees? I know too many degrees. In- <laughs> you don't know your ABCs. Yeah, because I was but, uh, I was playing and saying the ABCs, doing things to at the same time. But my thing is the ABCs is in song form. I know that's so the thing. Do- I was doing a different song. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. I wasn't playing the ABCs. Oh, you were doing it to a different tune. A different tune. You know, yes. Twinkle Twinkle Little Star is the same thing, so you can't say that either. I know. I know. Yeah, I was doing a completely different tune, and I was like, "Wow, All I right. need to focus to figure out how the alphabet it works." No, I feel you. Most people are terrible at multitasking, like. They think they are, but you end up just doing everything poorly. Yeah, like a computer. You're not multitasking. You just switch it between tasks very fast. Yo, for real, man. That's kind of like a good segue because I feel like this whole movie is just like switching between tasks very quickly. Yes. But we first started this movie because it won like literally every Oscar it could grab. Like it won seven Oscars. Um, what was it, last year or this year? This it was this past right? year. Yeah, seven Oscars. It's been had. It, it won three hundred and seventy other awards. Wow! And has been nominated three hundred and forty-seven times. Wow! Yeah, they won so, best picture, best um, supporting actor, in, a, in a, best female actor in a supporting role, um, best uh, best actress. I think they won best costume, maybe or maybe no, they didn't win best costume. Uh, but yeah, no, they won a lot of a lot of awards, and rightfully so. The movie um, was trippy. And, it was very trippy and scary yeah. and funny. Oh, you thought it was scary? Yo, there were some scenes where I was like, "Oh my god, what am I watching?" Um. Mm. <laughs> One thing I'll say about this movie, I do kind of feel like I watched a movie once last night, and I tried to watch it again today, but I didn't have enough time. But I feel like we might be doing this movie review in injustice because we've only seen the movie like around once. And I feel like this is the type of movie that you need to watch at least twice to firmly grasp things. Because even with the rewatch, I was like, oh, this makes more sense now, now that I've seen the whole thing again. But we're going to do our best, guys. We're not film critics. We didn't go to film school. We don't know anything about cinematography and listen. And that's another thing we never mentioned. This is not going to be like a spoiler free type of show. Yeah. We're going to be chatting. <laughs> so Chattican. maybe, maybe, you know, maybe in the future we'll try to do a spoiler free type, John. But, uh, you know, we we talking. So don't listen to us if you haven't seen the movie. So if you haven't seen the movie, turn this off right now. Go see it and then come back and check us out. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> but um yeah scary um it's funny because when i first heard about this movie i didn't think it was going to be scary at all i knew it had something to do with universes so i automatically assumed that it was like a marvel type movie mm. no like i thought it was a weird part of the cinematic universe no actually first i had no clue what the movie was going to be about um i just saw the short previews on the oscar show um, showing different costumes and um, showing the main character doing her kung fu fighting and everything. So I'm like, oh, it's like a La La Land fantasy type movie, right? But when La La Land, where are you getting that from? Well, La La. The... All right, um, you said it's like La La Land. How is so... it like La La Land? Yeah, so La La Land was very random and sporadic, and they just jump into musicals and dances, and they just set up the different scenes unexpectedly so i thought that this movie would be kind of like that where there would just be random i feel like la la land had a lot more structure than this movie (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I know. I'm just saying the randomness and just things happening and you're not really questioning it, which happened a lot in this movie too. But anyway, I wasn't expecting the sci-fi multiverse um, it's concept. It's like a sci-fi dramedy. It, you know? Yes, it's a sci-fi romantic dramedy. Romantic. I guess it is kind of romantic. Yeah, it is. I'm just trying to do the thing and not have it fuck up. Okay, cool. Uh, so one thing that I noticed uh, is that this mm-hmm. was produced by this like up and coming movie production company that I've been hearing about a lot called A24. Have you heard of them? No, I haven't. Who is A24? So one thing that I've seen uh, by A24, have you seen that Netflix series Beef? Oh, I, did, I, I didn't watch it, but I did see a preview of it's it. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. And um, they also made this movie called Bodies, 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 which I seen, and it's pretty terrible. So, <laughs> when I, <laughs> Bodies, 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 it, it's it's a parody, but it's like I I don't know, maybe it's me, but I hate it when parodies. You you got to let me know it's a parody, because even when I find out it's a parody, I'm still like this movie is bad. Like I'm done. My opinion, my mind has been made up. <laughs> but um, yeah. So I was kind of nervous watching. I was like, a twenty four. You know, they kind of. I think Nope might have been an A24 field too. Let me see. Do a quick Googles. Google to the rescue. And you mean the production studio, yeah. right? No, Google's not telling Google me quick enough. It may not be an A24 film. So yeah, I, I was okay, but anyway. like I said, I after I realized it's not a Marvel movie, and I seen A twenty four, I was like, "Sheesh!" Because you know, some movies win a bunch of Oscars, and I watch it, and I'm like, "Why though?" <laughs> Moonlight. Moonlight. I felt that way I haven't Moonlight, seen Moonlight, dude. but I heard mixed oh, reviews. People so said it was really good, but you and other people said that it was really boring. I was so really, boring. really. Yes, yes. I the, like see. To be honest with you, this is probably. My favorite Oscar movie. Your favorite movie. Right. Most that Oscar movies Oscar. Talk that I can remember, yeah. I can remember over the past few years. Most Oscar movies I watch. That won Best Picture. Let me say that. My favorite that won Best Picture. Um, Sheesh, I can't even think about Best Picture winners that I've watched. And yeah, I don't know. I know we don't pay attention to the Oscars. Like I said, a lot of. Oh. So, I brought it up. Parasite was pretty good. Parasite, was Parasite was good. Parasite was scary. You talking about scary? That was scary, was scary and like very depressing and just made you hate capitalism and like global warming and just all those different things. Parasite was good, but all right, I, I feel like we're straying too far away from the movie. But yes, everything, everywhere. All at once. I think that's such a fitting name because I think when a movie opens up, it opens up with Evelyn in her home. And when you look around at the home, everything, it kind of looks like everything everywhere all at once. Like, <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they don't have a lot of money. And I feel like when you don't have a lot of money, you don't have enough room for your stuff. And won't, you won't even have a lot of yep, things. Yep. It's just you don't have enough space for everyone living in the house because in the house you have... Evelyn Wang, who is the main protagonist, portrayed by Michelle Yeoh. I'm saying her name right. She's from Crazy Rich Agents. Do mm. you remember? She was um, she was ah, uh, what's the 
what's the dude that the main protagonist was going to marry? His name was Harry or something like that. It, pretty much the woman who didn't like the main character in Crazy Rich Agents. He didn't want her marrying her son because she was broke. Mm, she played her. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. She was a mother-in-law. Yeah, she she was the mother-in-law. So in the house, they have Evelyn Wang. She lives with her husband, Wayman Wang. And then her father lives with them as well when they run a laundromat. And the first thing I noticed, I'm You're- just looking around. Sorry, we've been having some technical difficulties. So if our audio sounds kind of choppy, it's because we edited the shit out of this. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so what I remember first seeing the movie is just seeing Evelyn at her dining room table with a bunch of papers scattered all over the table and just everything mm-hmm. looked really cluttered. And if you remember, the opening scene started and the music was just so like impending and like ominous. Like there was sort of like a build up to it and it just it was like a sort of anxious sort of feeling, like something bad was gonna happen. And then it got interrupted when her husband, Wayman, came and spoke to her and finally went away. And I think, okay, this is kind of the feeling of, like, everything happening all at once. Do you notice that, like, when you're kind of stressed out, it feels like everything is just happening at the same time? Yeah, you don't have any control. That's what it feels like. It just feels like a spiral. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, man, I got a flat tire. Ugh. And uh, my friend's calling me because I'm supposed to go pick her up from the airport. And, oh, my God, I forgot to find my taxes. And, oh, wait, I got to pick up my dog from the sitter. It's just one thing after another. And I feel like the cinematography was spot on even that early in the film because I really think it captures kind of Evelyn's stress, you know. And I think And she was yeah. and and like that example that you gave, right? Um her exa- like what she was going through was a lot, right? Like her her her, her judgy father was coming over from China. No, he lives you know, there. Her- I think he lives with them because she said he woke up. No, he's or he just got there and he, he was. Staying. Like, he, yeah, no, but no, he just flew in from China. Remember, he was like, uh, he just flew in from the plane, and her his daughter was like, "Oh, how was the flight?" So he just flew in to, to visit them. Oh, he lived there. Uh, surprise, surprise! We had another tef- technical. Uh, wow, everything's broken. I'm broken. <laughs> Uh, Squadcast is broken. We got another technical difficulty. Hopefully, this is the very last take. If it isn't, then we're doing this tomorrow. But um, yeah, what were we talking about? I you were saying that Gong Gong doesn't live with them. He's just visiting. I said he does live with them. But um, no, he flew in. He flew in from China to go hang out. Um, you don't think he got why, sick? And then he moved in with them. Mm-mm. Remember, he said. Um, she made the joke. He, he did. She didn't fly all the way from China to to have a heart attack, knowing that his his daughter was a lesbian or something like that. His granddaughter is a lesbian. Yes. Okay. Granddaughter, yes. So no, they flew in, and she asked, "How was the flight?" When she first saw him. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I guess. I guess I forgot. But um, yeah. I remember you saying that. Um, Evelyn was rightfully like you know stressed out and annoyed. Like, I know her husband, um, Wayman, which, um, 
maybe this is racist. At first, I didn't think I thought his name was Raymond, but I thought they are pronouncing it Wayman because of their Chinese accents. I didn't mm. think his name was Wayman until I saw the divorce papers that he gave, well, that he had that they showed us because he wanted to divorce Emma, Evelyn. That I realized, oh no, his his name is written as Waymond. Did you think the same thing, or is it just mm. me? <laughs> I I I didn't have any idea. What his right, because James, I just, I just, for some sorry. reason, he could put the subtitles on. So we don't understand English if we can't read it watching movies. So wow, no. so you only have like twenty five percent of the movie understood, huh? <laughs> Especially the beginning, I got you. You got better you towards the end, but when they were switching, well, yeah, when they were switching from Chinese to English in the beginning, mm. I was like lost. I'm like, yo, what, what is happening? You know, it's funny because <laughs> so I can see. If I thought that I was like, if I didn't have any subtitles on, I wouldn't know what was happening because they were just switching back from Chinese, well, from Mandarin to English. There was a Cantonese, I don't know, from Chinese to English. But I actually really like that because that's so realistic yeah no I agree they everyone who's bilingual they do that you know they just they'll say a whole sentence in a different language and the last word will be in another language (laughs) it's just yes you know that's another thing too maybe that also represents the dialogue of that represents the chaos that was happening because I feel like they said part one right part one was everything. Was everything. And I think everything, it's just, like I said, everything was in chaos. Um, Evelyn was running back and forth trying to cook for her father and also get downstairs to manage the laundromat in time and handle the taxes. And Wayman's trying to get her attention. Her daughter Joy comes and she's trying to get her attention. And she's just like, I don't have time. You guys are hitting me with everything and I, I can't handle it. So I think it was a very chaotic scene. So kind of like you being confused and not understand what they're saying, that's good on you, James. You really was an active participator in the theme of this film in my mind. <laughs> no, no, I agree. Yeah. I agree. How do you feel about the daughter in the beginning? What were your first impressions of her? My, my Honestly, your first impression was like, oh, she's cute. <laughs> that was honestly... Um, <laughs> my first impression i was like wow she's short and her cheeks are chubby i was like she's cute and um to be honest uh i i knew beforehand because i seen one quick review for this movie i knew beforehand that she was a lesbian so it wasn't a surprise Mm. to me when you see her with her girlfriend um yeah i didn't think too much i think the character that had the most influence on me immediately was Wayman. It Mm. just, in my mind, I was right along there with Evelyn. Where it just feels like Evelyn's trying to take care of business and Wayman's just dicking around. And it's just like, you're trying to talk to me but literally there's a lean on our laundromat and I'm trying to get everything together. We're going through a text order. And here you are putting googly eyes on customers' laundry. Yeah, no, it seemed like that he was a space cadet. Yeah, yeah. And I I remember there's this one scene in the movie, I wrote it down, where um, Evelyn finds a customer's laundry that Wayman put away. 
for whatever dumbass reason, he's like, oh, the laundry is happier here. And he put googly <laughs> eyes on it. And she just said, I actually wrote it down. Let me find it. Um, yeah, she he put it upstairs away from all the rest of the yeah. laundry. So she couldn't find it when the customer came to clean her, her bag. And she's frustrated, like, hey, where did you put this laundry at? And he's like, oh, it's upstairs. I think because it's too crowded. And I think yeah. it's happier. And that's when Evelyn reached her breakup point. And she just said, every day I fight for all of us. Every day is a battle here. You know? And it's just like, in her mind, she's like, oh, because she was also saying she was frustrated because Wayman wanted to bring cookies to the woman who was auditing them, who works for the I- IRS. Her name is um, Deirdre. Mm. Bo Beardre? I, I don't know. But she's played by Jamie Lee Curtis, who was fantastic in this movie. I was kind of hesitant. I was like, yeah. how do you get the one white woman to Oscar? But um, she ate. She ate. But um, Evelyn was pretty... The main actress, she she won Oscar, too. Michelle. Okay, great. Yeah, she won, okay, too. Okay, that's good. But um, she, she won Best Actress. Yeah. Oh, great. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Um... What was I saying? Oh, no. I, I was thinking about Jamie because um, Angela Bassett lost to Jamie. That's what I was thinking of for her Black Panther performance. She lost mm. to Jamie. I'm not going to say anything else because I don't want black people to stop listening to us. But um, <laughs> anyway. No, Jamie Lee Curtis, she deserved to she win. Ate. Let's say, say that. She ate. She did. But she did. Um, yeah, so Evelyn was saying how the Deirdre, who's the IRS lady that Jaminy plays, mm-hmm. she was like, oh, she targets Asians in our community and she audits them. So she was furious that Wayman's response to this was, oh, let's bring her cookies. And actually she said, everything I fight, I fight for us, you know, I'm always fighting for us. And your dad's just dicking around. But later mm-hmm. in the movie, my favorite part of the movie is understanding yep. the difference between their conflict resolution styles and how much they complement each other. Exactly. But I don't want to get into that yet. Exactly. But um, how did you feel when you saw that Wayman had the divorce papers in his hand? I said that word. Divorce so first papers I thought, in his hand. Yeah. So first I thought that uh, in the beginning of the scene, I thought that she was going to divorce him and he found you her. You know, it did seem like it was... Okay, uh, yeah, to me it made more sense that she was, you know, he, he's very silly. He's Yeah, it seemed like mm-hmm. she, it would be her move. So I was, I was sad when I saw the and, paper. And they only showed, yeah, and they only showed her name on it. It was like, they only showed her name on the papers. And I was like, dang, he's about, she's about to divorce him. And he must have found it, but she's too busy to talk about it. You know, but when he showed it later on in the movie... The divorce oh, papers. Oh, no, I saw the first She's like, divorce papers. I've seen that Wayman Wang is looking to dissolve his marriage to Evelyn Wang. I've I seen that immediately in the first time they ever showed mm. the divorce papers. Yeah, no, I was under the impression that she was divorced. That's interesting, him. though. That, that seemed, yeah, I, I think I would have thought that, too. Yeah. But, um, yeah, how did you... Like I said, I feel like in that situation, I would act like Evelyn. Like, you know, I've realized for me personally, when a kind of urgency is happening, I do get annoyed when people are playing around. Mm, do you feel yeah. the same way? So it it depends, right? Because most times it doesn't oh, like I think I handle stress a little differently. Like, what are you doing? We have so much to do. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm typically the stress reducer. If I like, I'm not the hair on fire, running around mm-hmm. person. And if I am, it's, it's all internal. Mm-hmm. I don't really express it. That's so I, I get. <laughs> I, I guess right. Um, basically, I don't. I don't get stressed out, but when I do, um, it's it can get pretty bad. But um, yeah, I can I can see I can see I can see how Evelyn is obviously frustrated because it doesn't seem like anyone mm, else cares, it doesn't right? Seem like it because her daughter, you know, she was off to college or somewhere. She came back. Oh, she was and, in school. Like you said, she just yeah, she was in school. Uh, I, I think she was, she went to school. I didn't know she was in school. And she, yeah, she came back to see. I thought she lived with Gong Gong, her grandfather. And so our Santa engineer said otherwise. He's like, no, he, she doesn't live with them. I was like, oh, okay. No, only person, only person who live upstairs in an apartment is the um, husband mm. and wife. So what was your you you brought up Joy? What was your first impression of Joy? Um, she was okay. I her and her girlfriend. Becky. I see. She was it's um, kind of funny. That she wanted Becky. <laughs> Yeah, the, the white girl. Yeah. <laughs> all, so all the girl, all She's the daughter Mexican. wanted. <laughs> she wanted to introduce her her girlfriend to her grandfather as her mm. girlfriend, and she tried to do it herself, but she couldn't do it because she didn't speak Chinese well yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, she didn't know how to say the word for it. Yes, which I I I, I can see that. Like I, I get that hundred percent right because this is a lot of. Um, um, immigrants who their children come to America and um, they lose English a lot. <laughs> they they use they use mm-hmm. English a lot, so they lose their base language. And you can um, tell that Gong Gong was kind of disappointed with that. He even said it. He was like, "Your Chinese is disgraceful. <laughs> like it's really bad." Yeah, he said every time I talk to you, your Chinese yeah, get worse. And she said something. I think um, she said something in Cantonese, and he was like, "Huh?" So I guess she said the wrong word or something. He didn't know what the hell she was talking about. So. Yeah, no, she was she was struggling with it, but then her mom interjected and was like, "Oh yeah, this is her very good friend, Becky," and she, and and obviously Joy was upset about it because they've been dating for three years. Oh, three! And, oh, um, James, you caught more than you thought. I don't know how long they was dating for. Three years? I would be really mad. Three years? Three years? Yeah. I thought they were just like some girl that she met like a month ago and like, you know, just mm-hmm. young love. They got swept up in emotion, and now I don't know. If it was three years? I'll be very upset too. Like. Yeah, three years, motherfucker. Like, damn, that's crazy. But um, yeah, no, no, it is. Yeah, it, it seems is. like I really like this is jumping for it, but I really like that Joy in the different universe was like the main antagonist for this movie. Like, I feel like that works really well, and it really correlates to Joy in the quote unquote like regular universe, and just showing like her uncertainty and like her just kind of going through the motions of like young adulthood, but everyone else kind of seeing it like a failure when it's just, no, she's like what in her twenties, she's trying to figure things out, you know, and just the pressure of trying to live up to a potential that other people, her parents have put on her, particularly her mother and her grandfather and everything. So yeah, so that was a major theme in this movie, mm-hmm. right? Is the expectations, um, and I know it's prevalent in the Asian community, you know, based on this movie and other um, interactions, but the pressure that Asian um, that the Asian community puts on their children, and expectations and reverence they have for their parents, and how that can be a stressor 
you know, because Evelyn, she disappointed her father, you know, when she left China and she went over with Wyman to America to start a laundromat. You know, he wasn't that's unsuccessful. That's getting audited, you know, halfway across the road. And he said twice in the movie that you are no longer my daughter. Oh, he said it so twice. She was this was the second time he said it. He said it twice. He said it in the flashback. And he also said it later on in the movie when um, the audit wasn't going well. He um, said that? Like, yeah, you're. Mm-hmm. I yep. heard him and then say, with, you're a silly girl. You're always running away from things. Yeah. Are you the, sure he said the, it or was it and, Alpha and, Gong Gong? No, he's no Gong Gong said it. You gotta fill you gotta yeah. fill me in. Why <laughs> I don't remember that. <clears throat> he's I don't wanna get too it's too far ahead. I don't want right, to get right, too right, that we'll deep in the right. Side, but 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 yeah, so the um and obviously when Joy was trying to leave after Joy's trying to leave where? Evelyn refused. After Evelyn refused to tell uh, Gong Gong, that that was her girlfriend, and said and said it's a very good friend. She went and stopped her from leaving a laundromat in, in the opening oh. scene, and was was gonna like like and she act like she was gonna apologize, but instead You're she was fat. like, "You need to start eating healthier. You're mm-hmm. getting fat, you know." So nothing really constructive, and um, it's probably cultural that you can't say anything nice to your kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand, but that's. That's how Joy was felt. She felt resentment and um See at first just I guess just sad. Yeah, there seems to be like a lot of melancholy around Joy. And at first I didn't from the first viewing of the movie, that's why I said I wish I would have seen it all the way through for a second time. I didn't really get mm-hmm. what Joy's deal was. <laughs> like uh, okay. Well, first thing, I didn't know that she was dating this girl for three years. Um, besides the whole I can't be my true gay self in front of my family i understand that frustration but when they had toward like the third act of the film where evelyn and joy had another altercation and they were yelling at each other in the parking lot and joy was crying i didn't know then what all this anger was coming for on joy's end i was like did they have like a bad relationship like growing up like what happened but it wasn't until i watched it a second time that i realized oh they haven't been getting along, getting along for a very long time, and even towards the end of the film, uh, Evelyn said to Gong Gong, "I've been doing to my daughter what you did to me, and I'm stopping." And I'm like, "Oh, you know, because we didn't see that. It wasn't really portrayed to me in a way that seemed like it was such a big problem. It just seemed like typical teenage shit. Like I remember this one time, Joy was leaving the house and she said to her mom, "Shut up" or something like that, or. Mm-hmm. And it just exactly. seemed like, Normal. I don't know, it just seemed like an argument. You know, you argue with your mom, like, you know, but I didn't know the extent of it until that last scene. So watching the second time around, that's why I'm like, oh, like, yeah, there was a lot of, there's a lot of tension between them. But, um, yeah, so another thing, I think for me, the first, because like you said, this movie talks about different universes. Do you remember when the scene first opens up? They show this little handheld mirror and they're singing yep, karaoke. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. I think that was a peek into another universe. The first pink we got. Yeah, because they were they happy. They were happy. I didn't, yep. They were happy. And I'm just like, that's so sad. And it's I knew it was another universe because later on when um, 
the Wangs are in the IRS office and Wayman becomes Alpha Wayman, Alpha Wayman, he's talking to Evelyn through that same type mirror. So I'm like, okay, okay, that's cool. But um, another thing I noticed on the IRS, um, when they were at the IRS, and remember that scene where Deidre was like, you're, expe- you're expensing all these hobbies of yours as businesses? Oh, that was neat. What do you think it was? That was that was that was neat how they went through the receipts like oh you have a karaoke machine and you're a chef and you're and all those massager. all the stuff that she, yeah but like a lot of the uh, if you notice a lot of the 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 expenses that she was using and the careers that she was trying to find was what she actually did in the yeah the it's like it's all connected in their subconscious and I think that's kind of cool where it's like. It's affecting you subconsciously. Like, you don't know what's happening, but they're still Mm -hmm. part of you because they said universes are created based on the many different decisions that you have in life. So if you have a decision of, I'm going to go to Burger King, I'm going to McDonald's, two different universes first spanned out with those two different options and what you get from Burger King, even more universes, what you get from McDonald's. So it's just like, it's all still connected to that single point. So it makes sense that she... Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That she has these desires in this uni- in this universe, which she's kind of getting confused. And I was like, that's really cool. Because at first, before I knew the first time, the first few minutes of watching it, I was like, okay, I wonder if these are all... Because I knew she was dissatisfied with her life. You know, she wanted more. So I'm like, I wonder if these are all the careers she wished she had had. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of beautiful that she, she does do this, just not in this lifetime. Erica Badu. Yeah, and like you said, the... The next the, uh, do, do, do. Oh, what am I? You know that song? <laughs> Suppose yeah, to do. Um, that threw me off. It completely oh threw me off. Badu is a hundred percent forgot what I was gonna say. It did. I just I just imagined her wailing. <laughs> you gonna stop talking about Badu like that. <laughs> like but um Yeah. So so you know, you know what I also noticed, and this is a time jump ahead, but whatever, we're talking about a universe traveling movie. Remember that that scene where Deirdre shows him all the awards that she got from IRSing? Her little trophies. They <laughs> look like butt plugs. They were butt. Like I didn't know. Butt. That's why. I, yeah. What are you saying? That's why Aline said she was like, "Why is he? Are those butt plugs?" Yeah, I mean, the freak. <laughs> I was like, "Are those little butt plugs?" I'm like, oh, it's not. Because you get are. fucked by the IRS. But, uh, oh, I didn't catch that. I didn't know. I yeah. didn't know it was a butt plug until I watched it the second time. So Aline's nasty. I thought I didn't think anything of it. <laughs> I didn't think anything of it. So. No, she's like, is that a butt plug? Like, it absolutely was. So, okay, so <laughs> let me ask you a question. We know that you can, a jumping pad to go into another universe is to do something so random and out of the ordinary mm-hmm. for what you would usually do. What would be your jumping pad action? Remember when oh. Wayman ate the chest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he... 
ate the chapstick and the fact or the that gum under the Evelyn's table. jumping pad was simply telling Deidre that she loved her and meaning it. That's mm. why, remember that, this is going back, I uh, remember when um, Wayman saw that old couple and they were affectionists and it's, he just felt like a longing. He's yeah. just emotionally starved by his wife and she doesn't even realize she's doing mm-hmm. it because she's so stressed and I can relate. I can relate to Evelyn. Also, also, um, I'll answer your question. What would be something weird that I would probably well, never no, say you're also do? first and then think about. Okay. No, also. So I think that connection where her confessing her love to Evelyn, I mean, yeah. to, uh, to the IRS lady, um, that universe, when they were, they had the sausage fingers, the they were in love. I hated that. I so hated it. It was disgusting. The and it was put in each other's yeah. mouths. I was like, stop. Like you could eat my fingers and then, uh, that made me, I hate that they listen. They need to cut that like, out. Did that hurt? I, I need to dock the movie a few points for that fucking universe. Like, I was not impressed. But, um, but no, I think I think something abnormal for me to do would be like a half marathon. <laughs> <laughs> me just get up and run it. If I, if you see me get up and run it, I'm, All right, that's I'm, I'm changing. Tuba. I'm different. Alpha tube is running too, but that's what it is. What like. would be it for me? Um, hmm. Or cursing. That's what it is. You told Beverly to sit her ass right. down one time. You think I forgot? <laughs> yeah, that was the Oklahoma. Though. What would be that it for me? Um, hmm. Buy Black Eyed Peas tickets. Mm. Not a fan. Mm. Yeah. Not a fan, no. Yeah. Or eat a whole tomato. If you just see me bite into a oh, tomato like an apple, you know that's tethered, Mary. Mm. That's tethered. No, we gotta we gotta crucify you, you do yeah. that. But you ain't the one. Yeah, I really yeah, it is deep that her just saying I love you was such a was the you know, was like the most randomest thing that she could possibly do in this universe, you know? So let's talk about the plot, right? So the plot was that Wyman... Waymond. Was it's in Raymond, the, but with a W. Wayman. Wayman. Okay. He was in the first, the Alpha universe, and his wife, his Evelyn, found a way to connect into the multiverse... And they she also pushed her daughter, uh, Joy, to do the same. She saw the potential to do the same Joy thing. and ran so many tests on her that she fractured her mind. And now she and experienced she everything this... everywhere all at once. Yes. And she has like this godlike ability to jump between universes and to see all universes at, at the once. Same time. At the same time, That's and she's imagine, searching imagine the Imagine how cosmos. maddening that is. It's psychotic. Yeah, it is. You know one thing? It is. That they said. I feel like I keep coming you off, but whatever. You're not going to fight me. Um, I think. You're not <laughs> One thing that they said is that um, because her name is. Uh, listen, Evelyn got me messed up that I don't know how to pronounce her name either. Her name is Jobu Tupaki or Jobu Topaki. Mm hmm. Jobu Tobaki. Okay. So Jobu Tobaki, because she exists in so many places at the same time that there is no objective truth for her with 
eliminates all sense of morality. Mm. And that correlation is crazy because it's like if there's no truth, then I guess you wouldn't have a sense of morality. And not just that, there's no truth, but also nothing could surprise her. When stuff happens, she's like, yeah, you know, this is just a, what, uh, a, uh, a, um, statistical, of uh, in, in, in inevitability, you know what I mean? Meaning like if it didn't happen in this universe, it would happen in some other universe. So your life doesn't matter or your life is irrelevant or what I'm doing right now. It's not impossible, just a statistical inevitability. That's not happening here, it's happening somewhere. I think that kind of devalues human that life. Kinda, yeah, that's wild. It does. Honestly, I'll it probably does. be a menace too. Putting babies yeah. and kicking dogs and just I don't know, because why not? If I mess up because here, like I you can said, go if, somewhere else. And like you said, else, it's happening be somewhere a rock. else, so what's the big deal? Exactly. You know, and basically her view is so vast. You know what I mean? That she doesn't have, she lost appreciation to the smaller and finer things in life. The things that make life worth living, you know? Yeah, that seems maddening and isolating. And I would hate Evelyn, too. If she did that to me. Why? Oh, if she pushed her that far. Yeah, you know, I I think honestly, to be real with you, I think if human beings were gods, they'll be very sad. It's lonely, being omnipotent and omnipresent. And that's why when we found out later, um, that's why she was searching for her yeah. mom. She was searching for her because she wanted to have that feeling with her as well. So someone I can actually understand. Yeah. yeah. You know? So I thought it was hilarious how she put everything onto everything. The everything bagel. Everything bagel. Yeah. That was that was so funny. And I also thought it was funny that they Wayman and Evelyn were actually eating everything bagels in a conference room. Yes. I yes. was like, that's great. She's like, it's the and then like they all had the circles on their forehead for the bagels. The bagels, yeah, the bagel coat. <laughs> I was cracking up. Like when I yeah. And you know what? Jamie Lee Kirk Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Deidre, she did scare the fuck out of me. Like, how the way she walked. Remember when she was, like, walking towards Evelyn and Evelyn punched her, thinking that she was, like, from another universe? I was like, yeah, because you were walking, like, freaking Leatherface. Like, exactly. you were scaring me. And then when she turned, and when she stapled her when forehead. When she stapled her forehead. I said, oh, hell no. I was, it, I was like, what the F is going on? <laughs> She just like that was her random her stomach and got strong and, and became a sumo wrestler or whatever. I was like, this is terrifying. And she broke Wayman's back this is terrifying. over her knee, like yeah. he was like a laptop or something. I don't know, like a graham cracker. She was like, she was terrifying. So, okay, she was absolutely a question that I have, right? Well, no, that was a different universe. Okay, never mind, never mind. It's yeah. I love I love when Evelyn went went to her kung fu style. I thought that was sick. I thought that was so dope. So speaking of that, when um oh when she saw the Ever Universe and then she was like a movie star in the Ever New Universe. Did mm-hmm. you see the movie in the background when they were showing her clips of all the movies she was in? No, Crazy Rich Asians was there. Oh, was yeah, it really? Michelle 
Yeo, if I'm saying her name, it's not like saying Tony Yeo. <laughs> Michelle Yeo, Michelle Yeo. Yeah, like I said, she was the the mother-in-law of Crazy Rich Asians. And then that, that B-roll that they have, she's a, they show a clip of her in the red carpet of Crazy Rich Asians. I was like, that's fire. <laughs> that's fire. That but fire. it's funny because um, I noticed, once again, or the second time in the film, her kung fu master said that anything can be kung fu, even this cookie. And mm-hmm. the cookie that her she showed her is the same exact cookie, same cookie. that Wayman gave Deidre. Mm-hmm. And that further further along in the movie, you know, like I said, um, Evelyn starts to appreciate Wayman more in his conflict resolution style. And notice that the fact that he's fighting too, just with love and compassion, you know? Mm-hmm. So... I thought that was really cool. Um, but going back to Jobu Tubaki, I love when they first showed her fighting and when she beat all those guards. Do you remember? Oh, when like she put like the confetti in the dude's mouth and yeah. like made the dude like a like the uh, the Spanish like a. She did a lot of shit. Dancer with like the dress. Yeah, man. She is. She went I off. I was like, I love. She it. went off. I love it. Like, yeah. she really made the dude re- heads blow up with freaking confetti. And I was like, she's terrifying in the most fun way. Like, <laughs> that was fire. Like, I'm going to kill you. And it's going to be funny. Yo. And, you know, it's always the it's always the true psychos who, like, does things in a silly way. Like, I remember I was watching The Purge and um, years ago. And the purgers came to the protagonist's house. And, like, one girl, like, got on top of somebody with an axe in her hand. But instead of, like, cutting him, she started tickling him. And she's just laughing, tickling him. And the victim's on the ground screaming in terror because he's like, what the hell is wrong with her? She's tickling me. She just broke into my home with other crazy people with an axe. And she just tickles me. (laughs) If a serial killer tickles you, James, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's a wrap. If they're silly with their freaking psychotic traits... You're dying in the worst way possible, and they're going to find it. They're just going to be gleeful about it. So I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. she evil. That made it having way too much fun. Yeah, yeah. That's what it means. They're really enjoying what they're doing. But no, I thought I thought it was dope. And um, in the scene where – so uh, we skipped over um, – We bounced around. Wyman. Wayman. Yeah, when he went, stop correcting me. When Wayman, he went to say it right, the, the kung fu, the kung fu. Uh, when he went off on kung fu, and he was beating everyone his fan of his fanny pack. That was fire. Yo, that was yeah, crazy. That was, that was crazy. I was like, was I never like knew destroying the guards that a fanny pack can be used in that way. Yo, he he made it deadly, and he put the rocks in it, and even made it more deadly. I don't know why they didn't shoot that nigga. I thought that if he was too. Black, they I thought him. the same thing. I was like, because I didn't think they had guns, <laughs> but then they had a gun on the ground, and I'm just like. There's a gun. As soon as, if he was black, <laughs> as soon as he went into his fanny pack, he, as soon as he didn't kneel when they told him to kneel, exactly. he would have got shot. As soon as they saw yeah, him. Yeah, because you put it out of Boom, boom, boom. It so I was like, y'all not shooting yeah. him. Why? But, um, yeah, that whole scene, I was like, wow. You know, you know, I just put a fanny pack around my belt, around my waist, you know, put my keys in it when I'm going for a jog or something. Mm-hmm. Who needs guns when you got a fanny pack? Who needs guns when you got a fanny pack, you know? Let's let's tell that to uh, the Congress. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, 
now he was he was he was whooping behind um and it, i thought it was so it was uh oh this is another thing that was hilarious about jobu remember when jobu first served evelyn the everything bagel and she did like this what you used to do in middle school Oh, with the yeah, fingers. the finger yeah, vagina. Finger. I was dead. Yeah, I was dead. <laughs> and another thing that she said that stood out to me, she was like, "Uh, you're still get, can't get over the fact that I'm gay, even in this universe." And I think it's kind of beautiful mm. that it's like, okay, yeah, every decision leads to a different universe, but I'm going to be gay no matter what. Anywhere you go, I am going to be gay because this is me. Like, there's nothing that can mm. change the algorithm to make me not gay. So I can see her being like, you still can't get over it? You know what I mean? Just being like kind of upset with her mom about it. And she's like, you know what? Let me show you the nihilistic donut with this finger twat real quick. So I got the really good touch. <laughs> that was fun. Mm. But what were you saying before I completely cut you off? Because was again, fight me. Um, Yeah, you did cut me <laughs> off. And I forgot. So that's lost forever now. <laughs> but I thought... So I thought I I really appreciated how fast Evelyn got the hang of the of, of switching, and eventually she didn't need anyone to tell her anything anymore. Well, she was she just was doing random stuff. She's a chosen one. She was. She's Neo. She was, and it's. I think that all she's Neo. I think that all ties around the theory I want to get to later, right? But my theory about this movie. You might as well just say it now. But um, so the theory that I have right is so this this my my theory is that all this is made up right that none of this really exists none of this really happened and i i my, so you don't my think theory a is multiverse. that no no i don't think it's a multiverse because if you think about it all the people that was in the multiverse was people who evelyn knew of you know it was her husband it was her father it was her family. It was the guards you just saw, the IRS lady, all the actors, the people in her laundromat, all the actors from the multiverse and all of the people she was fighting in the whole movie was people she's seen. So what I, what I think, that, so my theory is, right, is that Evelyn knew that she actually cracked, that she knew that she was losing her daughter. And this is what makes the movie so beautiful because it has this complicated like a layering, but very a simple, a simple theme, right? The theme is one, you have to appreciate what you have and appreciate the decisions you make. So she has the opportunity, right? And because of her talents and, um, and she saw all the options of what would her life have been if she didn't marry her husband. And she realized that instead of me saying, oh, my life is terrible because of that, she was able to find later on throughout the movie that she like the choice that she made, she actually was appreciative of. She was happy of it, you know, and with her daughter, she realized that she was pushing her away so much. And her, the reason her daughter was the main antagonist and the reason her daughter was the ultimate um, destruction, right? Because that's was the force that was really in her life. You know what I mean? Like her daughter had the ability to just show up, and basically, she saw her, and it was basically throw a, vent, a wrench in all her plans and call her flustered. And she didn't know how to communicate with her, you know? 
Um, even when she tried to say something nice, it just comes up like, Hey, you're fat, you know? And, um, like you said, they oh, you had arguments. Her getting pregnant with Joy was like a wrench in her plans. Well, I, I don't know that much. I think that kind of, she probably wanted that part of it because it seemed like that she was happy when she got pregnant. But I'm saying that her, the, the relationship with the daughter was the real trigger. And it makes, it makes sense that she had to figure out how to save her daughter, but yet let her go at the same mm-hmm. time. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, and and I think a lot of a lot of parents kind of struggle with that. Is like, how do you how do you have your daughter do what you want her to do, but still let her do what she wants to do and be herself, but still let her like you know that she loves her. I think that whole the whole her whole universe, that whole dream that she had was her reconciling her relationship with her father, her daughter, and her and her husband. Yeah, it reminds me of Encanto. Mm-hmm. You know, you have so many supernatural elements, but the main way to pretty much have a happy ending is to reconcile your relationships with your loved ones and repair sort of broken bonds. What I find interesting about Joy um, is Alpha Wayman described Jobu Tobaki as an inimaginable power. And something along the lines of an agent of pure chaos with no real motive or desire. It sounds like a teenager. It sounds like a teenager. I thought the same <laughs> thing. I was like, yeah, that's that's adolescence, my guy. Like, you know, you have so much potential. But all you care about is TikTok and your boyfriend. And you're still trying to figure yourself out. And I feel like with a lot of adults, most adults, when you get older, you don't, you lose that hindsight. <laughs> you talking to Sasha like an angry black mama in church, like, get over here. Be quiet. Be <laughs> quiet. When you get home, I'm tearing you up. I just see your figure like, get over here to the dog. What's she doing? Who's she barking at? She, I don't know who she's barking at. She's been barking you a lot recently. But no, and that, I think the... That's why even when when she was searching all across the universe for her mother, she wasn't searching to destroy her mother. Yeah. She was searching to reach back out to yeah. her. Yeah. You know what I mean? To try to get her help. And her pushing her so much that she cracks. I think all of those things are theoretical. And none of the it's just her dream about what would have happened in an alternate universe if she did keep pushing her and pushing her. She would have cracked. Oh. And she wouldn't be able to see she would lose all empathy because you know, I I think all this the the whole the whole dream universe was literally just hyperbole for the relationship. You know, and I think everything kind of ties into that. Was like she has to fight for the relationship, and she had to fight to save her daughter. There's even a scene where Gogon, Gongon suggested to kill her. Yeah, I didn't correct you. I let you correct yourself. Right. She 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 suggested to kill her. Right, he was like, "Yo, take this 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 knife and end." And I thought that I was her. like, "What? Why? Why do you think she's yeah. going to kill her daughter?" I was like, "Come on now, exactly." Well, do you really thought that yeah. was going to work? You think she was that tripping? Yeah, yeah. No. but but yeah. So basically, it was no. I have to fight for her, and she realized that she had to fight everyone for her. Her only person she had to fight for her daughter was her husband, but she also like everyone else came up and realized I had to actually fight. Yeah. And then, like you said, the when she realized that, hey, fighting 
with my like kung fu was everything like you said with the cookie and towards the very last scene she started fighting with kindness mm-hmm. with love and you know and 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 all the ever random stuff she gave like the perfume for the guy who had a crush on her and all of those sentimental things to say hey i can fix relationships more so than by brute force i can fix it with this gentleness i learned from my husband and that gave her a better appreciation for him as well along the way, even though that wasn't her ultimate goal. That wasn't her ultimate goal. And um, going back to Joy, when I think about the the all-powerful everything bagel, you know, the black circle of nothingness, it just, like, to me, it just represents, like, like uncertainty that everyone has in, ado- in adolescence, like a sort of malaise that... Evelyn was feeling as well. Like, I remember um, Alpha Wayman, he was like, Joe Butupaki, she is planning something. She's building something. And you might have noticed your hair never falls the same way mm-hmm. or your food never tastes the same way that it did before and your clothes don't fit just the same way. And I think that symbolizes just this weird, just like, unsatisfaction everything just feels off and you don't know why and it's like joy at a young age probably feels that all the time because like you said that's teenagers and because evelyn is dissatisfied with her life you know and regretting her decisions for staying with her husband it's just like she's feeling that now more than ever so i think it was a perfect time for them to connect on their shared sort of like just melancholy, you know, and, like, uncertainty and everything. And like you said before, um, I really thought that it was beautiful that she also learned how to appreciate Wayman. Like, I um, I, I teared up a bit mm-hmm. where she had this flashback. Because first they showed her this flashback of her just sitting behind the counter in the same seat for days and months and years at the laundromat and life's just passing her by. And in her mind, that's all she could see. But because she was so mm-hmm. focused on what she didn't have, she didn't realize all the beautiful little moments that she had with Wayman. Wayman always tried to make mm-hmm. her smile and smile at customers and see the better, the brighter side of things. And it's like mm-hmm. you just notice the big picture of this failing business that you forgot about all the little special moments that Wayman made life easier for you. And they complement yeah. each other so well. Even Wayman's whole business strategy, like – I remember I cracked up to like um, the white dude with the beard. I guess he lost a $20 bill somewhere in the wash machine and they were going to pay him back. And he was a fraud. Look, he gone. Oh, I didn't catch that. He might have been. But um, <laughs> Wayman, Evelyn catches him like dancing, like they're, they're dancing ballroom style. Wayman and this white man. And Evelyn's like, what the hell is going on? You know, she thinks Wayman's just bullshitting. But I'm like, he could have been getting his mind off of the money that he claims that exactly. y'all owe him. Like, he's doing business, but he does it with a smile. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, there's, I think a lot of times, even in our family and in Western society, strength is measured by lack of emotion. Yep. You know, it's it's not, you're not seen as strong if you cry easily or if you share too much about your emotions. And it's just like, that's actually a lot more powerful because you show that you are not afraid to be vulnerable. Exactly. You know, so I think Wayman, I, I don't know who's my favorite character. I, I flip back and forth between Wayman and Joy and Rakakuni. 
who? Raccoonie. Oh, the raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the raccoon. He was hilarious. She was like, oh, ratatouille. No, raccoonie. Like, what? Like, yeah, it's a little <laughs> it raccoon, raccoon. On head. That's... It's funny because I saw this Facebook like that... post. It was like, listen, if I can be ratatouille I would absolutely do it. Take total control of me, Rat. Do whatever you want. I'm tired of making decisions. Mm. It's up to you now. <laughs> and I'm like, per. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I'm a, it's not Sometimes. But, um, I would rather have Rakakuni than Ratatouille. But, <laughs> yeah. And it, it was just hilarious because it was such a an purposely terrible animatronic raccoon. Biggest, my first, <laughs> what hat is big enough to cover that fat ass raccoon, like I was like raccoon's like thirty pounds. Like, it's big. That thirty pounds is rough. It's head. big. Like, <laughs> oh man, that was that was really funny. What was your what was your favorite universe that you visited? Because mm. mine's you tell you you say yours and I'll tell you mine. My favorite universe. Well, I think I, I loved her kung fu style. I love I love the scene where she was fighting as the remember she was the sign flipper. Okay, yeah. And she took took the shield and she was like doing a sign that stuff. Was, I thought the fight scenes in this movie is a one. It's so creative. They are. It's so creative. They are. Like in my it's given Jackie that Chan. Was, yo, to be honest with you. I thought Bo was Jackie Chan. He's like, was Jackie Chan. <laughs> I can see. There's something yeah, about when he the took nose his glasses off. similar. Yeah. <clears throat> Me and Aline was like, is that Jackie Chan or Erases? And I was like, I don't but, know. No, I want to actually I don't think it is because they do kind of look alike. Like, I can yeah. tell Asian people apart. Yes. No, I, he, he definitely. something about his nose. when he started fighting. Him. I was like, that's not Jackie. But. Yeah. No, I didn't think it was Jackie until he took his glasses off and started fighting. I'm like, whoa. This is maybe he was trained by Jackie or something, but Jackie we looked it up. It's definitely not stunts, Jackie. man. Jackie could do it. He maybe did. not now. Jackie's a little could. old now, but Rush Hour Jackie? <laughs> that would have been fire, man. That would have been fire. I was watching uh, but, Jackie uh, Adventures at uh, Bray's house the other day. Oh, you know, also, side note, also a good thing about her husband is that the alpha husband, right, when he, um, when when Jamie in the beginning when Jamie Lee Turner was Curtis was turning up and he ran away he was like you're not the right Evelyn you're the wrong one and he left her that even solidified in my because mind because she liked him more than her Wayman exactly but that's limited why she should appreciate who she had more you know because he he always believed in her he always knew that she was the right one yeah. and never wavered just because he went and proved it and he came back like oh yeah you were the right one but he was always there and my thing know? is like i don't i firmly believe he didn't want a divorce i think well honestly i feel like everybody feels oh no that's not true i don't think he wanted a divorce i think he just didn't know what else to do he tried mm-hmm. so hard to get her attention to just pay attention to him like she was neglecting he him. mentioned that too he, he mentioned that he, the conversation of the divorce would would help them but help yeah. them figure, decide what they really want and how they set their priorities, you know? And it's kind of sad, you know? It's just for so long, I feel bad for both of them because it's like Evelyn didn't intentionally try to shut him out. She was just stressed. Mm-hmm. Stress does that. It alienates you. She's worried. And like I said, if like I'm here, 
worrying about a whole bunch of things and it just seems like you're just always dicking around, you know, and I felt like she lost respect for him, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, because, you know, she loved him, but it's like, love don't pay the bills. And it's like, okay, things are going south with the business. You seem like you're not taking it seriously because I don't understand fully your conflict resolution style or I don't appreciate it. And now it's like, man, I should have listened to my father. And I was really sad when she told him when she came back from her first glimpse in a universe where she was a movie star, kung fu movie star actress. And she was like, oh, I saw my life without you. And it was wonderful. And yeah. Wayman's face was just like his lip quivered. And I'm just like, oh, Wayman. But it was, though. It was so wonderful. But well, the thing it was is, wonderful she still met the... Wayman, though. It, it's like I thought she it was, was... going to meet someone else. She still met her Wayman. So it's like, it may not be your Wayman, but it's still Wayman. So I'm like, you're in every universe, you still fall in love with some Wayman. But she was still unhappy when she met him in the alley. Because and she uh, realized all the things she had, she was still unhappy because she wasn't with him. She was you know? only unhappy when she looked in the everything bagel and she just didn't care about no, it. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm talking about Kung Fu. That's what Kung I'm saying. Fu, yeah, there was a clip where they showed her outside of a movie theater with Suave Raymond in his suit. And... You know, she she was in her nihilistic bag because she saw the everything bagel. So she was like, hey, let's hook up or whatever. And he said, don't play with my feelings if you don't really want me. Mm-hmm. So he, that was after she, you know, kind of didn't care about anything anymore. But before she, he thought he was great, you know, as far as I could tell. Yeah, I don't know. I think the, the point of that scene was to show that even with all the success that she had, she still longed for her soulmate. You know, because throughout all the all the universes, most of them there was always a, a Wayman and an Evelyn. You didn't say your you favorite. Know, they universe. were always tied together. I don't know what it is. I don't remember. Maybe one of the Kung Fu universes. I like the Rock universe. But, <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. When they were rocks, I was like, "What the f is?" And happening? they were just you laughing. <laughs> Just or like, when she when the when or when the rock turned around with the the eyes yeah she was she was the, yeah she was being Wayman she was being Raymond. Mm-hmm. no and she put the eyes on to go rescue her daughter yeah. and then her daughter fell down the cliff and she's like yellow I'm falling down the cliff too you know what's funny we were watching it and the first thing DQ said when he saw the rock universe was if these rocks throw themselves over the cliff I'm going I'm leaving I'm turning the TV off. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what happened to exactly you. What happened. I was like, well, uh. <laughs> that's weird. DQ got like a sixth sense like that. Just the worst, Something. worst stuff about to happen. But yeah, the Rock Universe is my favorite. <laughs> Our least favorite is definitely the hot dog fingers. No, they, they need to cut. So I thought it was hilarious how disgusted. they showed the scene of the uh, the primates before. Oh. Fighting and the one with the hot dog fingers yeah. won, and that's why the whole human race of hot dog fingers. They won. They they won natural selection. Bad strong. What is yes. called battle the fittest, or what is called? Yeah, no, you natural selection. You're that right. Was, that was hilarious too. I was like, dang, mm-hmm. hot dogs. So do we do we not have hot dogs in the natural universe then, or do we? If they still sell hot dogs that they eat, uh, maybe they sell fingers that they eat. 
Oh, they sew human fingers in it. That's disgusting, James. I hate you for that. That's disgusting. <laughs> I hate you for that. But I thought it was hilarious how they had the hot dog figures, but she was playing piano with her toes. Mm-hmm. You know, at one point she and was she hopping, whooping everyone's... and I thought, does she have hot dog toes too? But then I seen her playing piano with the toes. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, you are not unlovable. That was kind of nice too. Yeah, that was that wasn't that was nice. You're not unlovable because she did act like you know? an unlovable bitch. You know, even though she was very lenient, a, she was lenient. She was lenient, but it was because of Wayman. Because she, Wayman gave her the cookies, and even after this woman done punched you in the face, this woman done told you to shut up on the phone, which he gave you a second chance of bringing in mm-hmm. the tax forms. Wayman, I don't know what he said, but Wayman smooth talked her, and mm-hmm. literally gave you another chance. So Wayman was such a valuable like resource. Don't during her entire life she didn't notice it and so she almost lost him exactly exactly so yeah man i think you have to really appreciate who you have you have to be able to take a step back sometimes and look at the beauty of your life but not too far back that you become desensitized to it like what joy did Mm. you know and you have to continue fighting for relationships sometimes you have to fight in kung fu style and with hot dog fingers, other times you have to fight with love and kindness and understanding. You know what so sort of ja- what did you? Wait, wait, <laughs> what sort of Jameses would you want to see in another universe? Jameses. Um, let's see. I think a different language, James, would be cool. Like, if speak I actually a different like language or another nationality. Speak a different language. No, no, I still want to be. I still want to be blackity black or black black, right? But like, yeah, if I went in like that's boring. You do that now. Hardcore. No, I can't. <laughs> How can't you? You can literally <laughs> learn another language now. You're supposed to learn Spanish. Yeah, 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 yeah. sure. You could do that now. Pick I something think... more interesting. A rock star, James. That'd be fun. Okay, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be fun. It's like da, 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 da. the thing is, right? The stuff that the the stuff on the alternate universes would just be earlier decisions you made. That's still within the realm of reality. You know what I mean? Uh, so hot dog fingers that's is that... not in the realm of reality. Mm-hmm. Rakakuni. Well, that was. <laughs> is not in the realm of reality. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. I'm talking about the smaller jumps. No, they, the I, I want universes. you to get weird with it. What you want? <laughs> I want fairy godparents. Oh. Yeah. That would be terrible. You man, you would made you would have killed me forty five times. No, you can't kill people with fairy godparents. That's in double. You would have figured out a way. You would have been like, I want this nigga in a box under the sea. That's not dead. <laughs> you just in a box under the sea. If you die, I would have been. That's on you. But I didn't wish for your death. I feel as though you can't wish someone to die. But if you wish them just to magically the ground underneath them don't exist anymore, they would die. Mm. You probably can't wish. I wish someone dropped dead. It would be like, I wish that a tiger was on a loose and they were very close the by neighborhood. and they smelled like steak. <laughs> For real. You know what I mean? It's just You just kind of just set it up and mm. yeah. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, like I said, a rock star James or um, Kung Fu, if I could fight, like without, you know, like. Yeah, I want to fight, but fight. I don't want to be fought. You don't want to be fought. Yeah, I don't want to get hit. I, I want to fight, but I don't want to be fought. Like, when I think about Naruto, I'm like, oh, man, it would be so cool to be, like, a ninja. And I was like, no, they be taking, like, shuriken straight to the thigh. They do. Straight right to the face the sometimes. Right in the arteries. And I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. no, I don't want to be fought. 
I don't know. I would. I, I guess mine's is basic too. I would. I would choose like a pop star. I would choose like a, a like a tennis star. Yeah, like a tennis athlete. Oh, I definitely would be an NFL quarterback if I could do it. An actress, an animator, mm-hmm. but uh, an NFL quarterback. Yes, that's sir. too contact for me. But good for you, I guess. Mm-hmm. Never that. You know what? I would be a cat. Mm-hmm. I want to know the simple pleasures of cat life. I want to be a cat, Target. and I want to have an owner who's obsessed with a- me. You'd probably be a mangy cat. I would be a beautiful cat, you bastard. I'll be bigger than Garfield. (laughs) Yeah, you will be a fat cat. I would be a fat-ass cat. Yeah, I want to be a fat cat named Princess living somewhere (laughs) in, I don't know, Calabasas and just spoiled. What the F is Calabasas? But I can talk. Oh, you're a talking cat? So you are are Garfield. You just described Garfield, Mary. (laughs) Yeah, I would be Garfield. I would be Garfield. Yeah, but I don't like lasagna like that, so that'll be a problem. But yeah, I'll be Garfield. You'll be Garfield with mac and cheese instead of lasagna. No, I'll be Pikachu. That's what I want to be in another universe. Mm. I want to be Pikachu. Yeah. Oh, that's no, true. No, no, I want to be a Pokemon master. Yes, exactly. I'm about to say you can be the Pokemon. I'll be the master. <laughs> I want to be the Pokemon master. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let, we can go to the um. Yeah, yeah, let's do that in another universe. Let's go to the Pokemon universe. That'd be cool. You know what I thought about yesterday when I was driving through the woods? Why are you driving, I wasn't driving through the, through the How woods. do you drive through woods? I was, I was driving past the woods. Right. But I was thinking, yo, do you think Pokemon are carnivores? Do you think they just like hunt and they eat other Pokemon? They just show them eating like, pellets. But I'm like, what do they eat in the wild? Yeah. Well, we know Gyarados eat Pikachu, so I guess some of them are. Yeah, you know, like Charizard, he absolutely eats other Pokemon. Absolutely. Yeah, he's a dragon. He's not no vegetarian. Yeah. Know. You know, I can see, I can see like all the grass type Pokemon in, but like those bird Pokemon, they're going down and killing all the bugs. Yeah. And... Pidgeotos definitely eat Caterpies and um, uh, I don't know. What's another? I don't know. Whatever. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So what would you give everything, everywhere, all at once? I feel like I'll give it a good rating because the name is so good too. It's such a good name. Yeah. That sounds like a band. No. It's such a good name. It is a good name. And I think. Is it a book? Is it based on a book? Hmm. If we were good people, we would know that already. If we were good at our job. We're not. Listen, we're not movie reviewers. I was like, maybe we should just do a movie discussion podcast because I'm like, we just be talking, we be chatting. But, uh,. Yeah, I guess it's more like a movie discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh we'll find our Yeah, what would you get everything everywhere all at once? I would give it a large bag of popcorn. I enjoyed every moment of it. You enjoyed every the moment of it? I thought it was too long. Besides the hot dog fingers. I enjoyed that. But I, I, I understand why it won some of the Oscars. Because it pushed the envelope on weirdness, comedy, scary, tech sci-fi but all it really was was a love story a three-way love story between okay i have confirmation that it was is not a book i have huh? confirmation that it is not a book it's, it's not, not a, a book. book okay i think it's, it's a screenplay then um <laughs> i don't know I think what it that won is best original, <laughs> i think it won best original screenplay okay. i thought that yeah. was just like a script <laughs> that's all it is i think it's just a script all right so, <laughs> we have a movie review but, um, podcast oh my god you don't even know the screenplay. But, uh, like continue what you were saying. Yeah. 
but no, I, I, I think, like I said, all the the layers that was on the movie, it's a, it just boils down to a love story and a story about that all of us can have um, our universe splits, right? Basically, it's it's something that's very relatable. So, yeah, I give it a large bag of popcorn. Watch that, John. Um, there's another movie that I'm trying to think of that how you the way the way you described everything everywhere all at once reminds me of that movie and I watched it not too long ago. It's a movie where it's kind of the same concept where so many fantastical things are happening, but it's truly just a love story and it's not in Kanto. It's a mm. live action film. And mm. um I might have wrote it in my notes somewhere really quickly. Oh man. I'm not thinking Scott Pilgrim because I didn't really like Scott Pilgrim. Um, Scott Pilgrim was kind of, was like that too, though. Scott Pilgrim was like this. Oh man. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm, I I see. When you find it, just put it in a podcast description so our viewers can can look okay. at it. Okay. I mean, I like I said, I feel like I need to see the movie again in its entirety to really give it a fair rating because I feel like it's not the type of movie that you watch once and you So just watching it once what do you think? Well first let me think about the things I disliked about the movie. The things that could hinder mm. for me getting it. Um, even though Rakakuni was funny I feel like that bit was kind of drawn out a bit too long. Um, I. You mean when they're running to the streets and yeah. she jumped on his head and, and started dragging him? Something happened and then she carried him. I get it. I feel like it could have been done in a short amount of time. <clears throat> um, like I said, at first I didn't really understand what Joy's deal was. I didn't know why she was so pissy and so mad at her, her mom, but. I'm not saying that I wish it was more obvious. I'm just saying I wish I would have seen a few more encounters of them, like, just not getting along a bit more. But do you think that would be, like, kind of spoon-feeding the the viewer? I think, you know, my theory was that all these things happened in Evelyn's head. I think if Evelyn knew exactly what she did to Joy, then she would understand what was bothering her. But the thing was, she didn't. I think that was part of the movie. She didn't really understand. So you think we're seeing it from her point of view? Yes. Okay. Yes. But like I said, because all the actors, all the people just knew. narrator? Well, I don't, I think she's not, she's a non-all-knowing narrator, if that makes sense. Okay. Because you know what? Sometimes we're watching a movie like Memento or if we're watching, I don't know, Euphoria and Roost High all the time. We can't really trust what she's seeing because... She's in an altered state. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, no, I don't think the, the trust. I think just her perception of well, it. Well, that's what I mean. Like, oh. you can't trust what yeah, you yeah, see yeah, is actually yeah. happening because, yeah, yeah. Um, let me think of yeah. something else. And I guess I... Because even though she's jumping through universes, the entirety of the movie is in the IRS building or at the laundromat. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to spend more time. I guess I, I, even though she is in other universes, I don't know how to describe it. I wanted to see 
I don't know. I don't know more, how to describe more it. More like set changes? Yeah, but there are plenty. But I guess not in the way that I thought it was going to be. Like, okay, I thought she was going to be like chalk zones. Like, I I, I, I don't know. How to, <laughs> I don't know. But she was. So, child, I don't know. Um, I would give it a large bag of popcorn, too. Okay, I'm about to say, because you're, all your uh, your haters, all your dislikes are weak sauce. So I don't think it's weak. It's just, you know, I know when a movie's like chef kiss to me. This movie mm. is like chef blow kiss. Oh, ew. Like blow kiss. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, like a chef. Like, but yeah. the things I love that we didn't talk about the costumes like I like he said it were and won Oscars for the costume I don't know who the costume designer is let me see is it Vivian Westwood let me see do a quick Google Google the Google it Google the eyes Google Google the costume everything everywhere all at once cause that that hoodie that um Joy was wearing with the whole little teddy bears on it. That was fire. Don't remember it. Of course you don't. <laughs> I'm not big on costumes. I'm big on themes and and how the movie make me feel. I just remember them wearing the same thing. That green shirt and her, like Evelyn and her husband wore the same thing the whole movie. So they did. But even DQ saw Wayman's outfit and he said, "Oh, he swagged out." He had the dad shoes oh, when he on suit? with the fanny pack and the tucked in shirt oh. with the white khakis. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a father. That's a stern father. That's a, that's a suburban, I'm a to my lawn in this outfit, plus go to church in this outfit. Yeah, I don't know. But um, every, every, I don't know how to, I'm, I'm, listen, I don't know. But I'm just saying every outfit I've seen Jobu in, she slayed. Like, I, I just thoroughly enjoyed whatever weird thing that she had on. So... Yeah, and the dresses that that dress Evelyn wore when she was a kung fu movie actress, it was like a mm. like a taupe dress, like these beautiful silver flower embroideries. It was giving Oscars. I do this catch meter. It was giving Met Gala. It was giving you could never. I am draped in luxury, alien superstar. Like, yeah, they they ate with the costume design. So, but yeah. Watch that, John, y'all. Watch that, John. Yeah. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. I, I, You know, sometimes your mind feels like that. Everything, everywhere, all at once. And I think the movie did a good job. So, yeah. You know what? I'm going to stand firm in it. I'm going to give it, unreluctantly, I'm going to give it a large bag of popcorn. So, check it out. I think I am going to watch it again. Just to, I, you know, I want to get it. I feel like when you love movies that win Oscars, you feel like such a movie buff. You, it just makes you feel like more culture. Like, oh, I understand things that you guys don't. And I want to feel that way. I want to think I'm better than other people. So I'm going to watch it again. <laughs> no, I, I, I was I start watching part two as well. Um, part two? But yeah. I start watching it again the second time. Oh, uh, okay. That's what I mean. All right. Yeah, yeah. But I fell asleep because I was tired. So. All right. Well, bye, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon.